This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 17 for June 11, 2006. Alright, thanks for downloading episode number 17. Ooh, we're getting close to 20, everyone. Or 21, then we can drink. I I am the Shadow, also known as John Callis, also known as the Shadow. <laughs> I'm just a lion cord. Did you just say oh. you're the Shadow twice? I think so. You did. That's why I started <laughs> to laugh. I'm uh, just a lion cord, also known as just lion cord, or sometimes just lion cord. Really? <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't Rainbow work as well for me because I gotta say it three Rainbow times. Bright. Hey, you just cut Rainbow Bright off. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> so now I get to say it like five times as well. Yes, I'm Rainbow Bright, also known as Katie Carty, or the other way around. And Rainbow Bright. Woohoo! Woo! Is everyone? I I have a real. This is gonna sound odd. Okay, I have an odd question for you. You two. Okay. okay. Did you happen to go to like Best Buy, Walmart, Target, and like see something amazing on the shelf? Did you happen to? Wow, funny you should mention that. That's just one because I did. Really? Because because I did a few too. days ago, actually. Yeah. Interesting. Like you maybe did? maybe on Tuesday. Like right, Tuesday? right. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, might have been Tuesday. Okay, but that's just freaky shadow. What's yeah, what, going on here? What about you, Josh? Did you find yourself in a store on Tuesday as well? Yes, I was in Best Buy. You actually. are kidding me. No, not at all. You are kidding me. No. This is like this is like the this is like the Twilight Zone, guys. <laughs> totally. Yeah, definitely Twilight Zone. Because we had okay, no so idea this... anything was coming out that day. No. No, none at no. all. I walked in. I saw this awesome yellow, yellowish cover. Uh, hey, He Man. He Man was on. Me too. I walked in. I walked in and saw nothing as usual. <laughs> oh, isn't he the funny man? <laughs> That's right, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Season 2, Volume 1, 30, first 33 episodes of Season 2 of Filmation Superior He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is now available from BCI Eclipse, so go buy it. We will review it later on in the show. I know you're excited to hear my opinion. And mine. And mine. You don't want to hear Drinks. yours. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm the idiot. They want to watch me make a fool of myself. <laughs> Speaking of that, voicemails. And I got to tell you, we actually got someone to sing. Someone sang us a song. Can you I believe that? I still haven't cool. heard this. I know. Well, I'm you'll excited. get to hear it when I play it. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, someone sang us a song. We got people from Germany. You know, we got people from, from message boards. You know, it, we got an explosion of voicemails. But I, I really want to hear the song again. Because it's really catchy. I think it could be a number one hit. Sweet. Okay. Here's Johnny C with our voicemails. It's time to hear from you, the fans. Here are your voicemails for this edition of Masters Cast. Want to have your voice heard on Masters Cast? Go to www.masterscast.com and click on Submit Your Voice. And now, your voicemail. Hi, and thanks a lot for the great show. I really enjoyed every single episode a lot. I'm a big He-Man fan myself because it's simply the best toy line ever, and it's just one of my favorite childhood memories. I didn't see any of the cartoon episodes when I was a child, but the comics and audiobooks were by far awesome enough for me to become a fan. I was really happy when the Masters returned in 2K. Unfortunately, I was only a sh- it, it was only a short comeback. My favorite all-time Motu characters are Skeletor and He-Man. By the way, I never liked Rio Blast or these strange dinosaurs. I just downloaded episode number 16, and I will start listening to it any moment. So long. Greetings from Germany. Your Masters Cast fan, Dr. Todd. Hey, this is Jeremy from BoltsOfLightning.net, and you are listening to Masters Cast, the most awesome He-Man and She-Ra podcast on the net. Masters Cast. 
Nothing is the best cast on the net. I listen to it all the time. Masters cast kicks ass. And Shadow is an idiot. And Shadow kinda sucks. But it doesn't matter because Master Caster Flaps. Yeah, this is Prince Adam 23 again. Um, just want to say I I love your show so far. Glad to see you guys are appreciating all the He-Man and She-Ra aspects. And just to add my own, you know, input when it comes to all-time favorite characters, Orko. I'm sorry, Orko gets such a bad rap, so I gotta vote for him. He's the underdog. There you go, I did my thing. Prince Adam 23, out. What's up, guys? This is Vader SW1 from the .org message board here. And I was just uh, wanting to leave you guys a voicemail letting you know how much I've very much enjoyed the show here. And Shadow, I am still waiting to see if you can get me a copy of that 1985 Masters of the Universe, the movie script. Just kidding. Probably a lot of work for you to type that up anyway. But anyway, just wanted to say you guys have done a magnificent job. I very much enjoy the show every day. Uh, Josh, that's some talent you have there for picking up those... uh, or the the theme music from the He-Man and She-Ra cartoons. That's unbelievable, man. I wish I had that kind of talent. Instead, all I have the talent for is for singing. I can't play any kind of instrument. Uh, like I said, I very much enjoy the show, and uh, keep up the good work, guys. All right. Thank you again for sending in those voicemails. You can do that by going to masterscast.com and click on Submit Your Voice. Uh, that that song was awesome. I, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Thank and, everyone uh, for reminding funny. Shadow what an idiot he is. I know. I just have those <laughs> days, those moments. And thanks for the uh, the good words about my uh, little performance in the last episode. I will probably do another one of those in the not-too-distant future. Ooh. Yay! Anticipation. <laughs> Anticipation. Okay, if, if, if everyone recalls last show, that would be episode number 16, when, when we started to drive... We asked a question. It's very simple. Just, just curious. Who ha- whose sword is more powerful? Whose sword is better, He-Man or She-Ra? This is t- we, what we did when we did when I tallied the results. I took into consideration just all versions of He-Man, all versions of She-Ra's sword. Pop them into one little category. The drum roll, please. That didn't really sound like a drum roll. No. no. It was very close. It was very close for a while, but 47% He-Man, 53% She-Ra. Woo-hoo! So congratulations yeah, to the to the Princess of Power. Um, got a lot of emails on the subject. I printed them out here. Let, let's see. I think I'll read you some. All right. This one here is from Dr. Todd. And uh, in my opinion, She-Ra's sword is more powerful than He-Man's because her sword has this transformation feature. Sword to rope, helmet, and so on. That's okay because she needs it for her fight against Hordak, the ruthless leader of Etheria. He-Man does not need such gimmicks because he is the strongest man slash person in the whole universe. Besides, Skeletor does not have the same power that Hordak has. So He-Man's main opponent is weaker than She-Ra's. I bet Josh Boo has something to hiss. say about that. Boo hiss. <laughs> Josh, you didn't like that, did you? No. So Josh Not Hordak, is... but Skeletor is the ultimate villain. But well, can't Skeletor still be the ultimate villain yet not be as powerful as Hordak? You no, could still couldn't. You I refuse still be, to accept it. You could still be more <laughs> vile yet not not be as powerful. Nah. Right. I refuse to accept it. No. All right. Next email here that I'm going to pull out of this pile. Okay. This one's from Goran. Gor, Gorgan. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name, and I apologize. Okay. I believe that He-Man's sword is the best because it does not have a jewel. I do not like the jewel in She-Ra's sword. Well, you're a boy. Of course not. Yeah. But the jewel, I mean... 
it's glittery and yeah. sparkly. It's awesome. So I can understand why a guy would not want a jewel in his sword, I guess. Blah. Insecure males. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see if we can find another one. How about a real exciting one here? Okay. This one is from Chris. I wish I had a microphone to hook up to my computer because I would so send you a voicemail. Well, you got to get that microphone, dude. Totally. We, we want to hear the microphone. Okay, let's see here. Okay, I have come to the ultimate answer. She-Ra's without a doubt. There are numerous reasons why. The crystal in She-Ra's sword gives it flair as opposed to He-Man's plain-looking sword. <laughs> so there we go. It's a little, it's a little more <laughs> ornamental. The, chris- the crystal in She-Ra's sword allows her to speak directly with the sorceress anytime, anywhere. He-Man was to walk all the way to Castle Grayskull to see her. Well, that's actually not true. Not true. Not true. He used telepathy. Used telepathy. That's true. But but isn't it always her calling on him, not the other way around? Hmm. That's a good point. Like, could he? Just uh, no, I think there. Are, I think there were some episodes where he would call out sorceress. I don't know. Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> okay. Um, the transformation sequence it produces is far more spectacular and powerful than He-Man's two-second transformation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I kind of disagree. He-Man's transformation is more like power, like <laughs> He-Man, whereas She-Ra's transformation is more kind of a show with lots of with all those effects. Like her transformation doesn't happen. Boom. Her She's transformation She-Ra. is is a Las Vegas show. No. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> Although I would pay to see it. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, once again, uh, She-Ra's sword can, can, tra- can transform into any form she chooses, such as, you know, sword to helmet. Why am I blanking on this? The sword to lots. Shield, lot. boomerang, My rope, favorite is in The Anxious Apprentice. Sword to lots and lots and lots of rope. Are you serious? Yeah, well, That's she needed word. a really, really long rope in that episode. Okay, number five. Now, this is a point that I actually really enjoyed. Can seemingly disappear into thin air when She-Ra puts it behind her back. So much more space to work with instead of that big scabbard He-Man has to wear. Of course, it kind of disappears when Prince Adam puts the sword on his back. He-Man does have the scabbard, though, but Adora and She-Ra enjoy life without the scabbard. So, it's pretty cool, right? All right, and now I will now play some voicemails that we got on the subject as well. So, give those a listen. Hey guys, it's Rob. I know it's been a while. Anyway, um, just commenting on your latest podcast, and I know you guys said to leave some voicemails with uh, answers to your questions, so uh, here goes. I personally like the uh, new version of the He-Man sword. I really enjoyed how it got redesigned and how the hilt opens and it grows when you know he's Adam and then goes to He-Man and then it grows and gets bigger. And I'd have to say my favorite toy version of that would have to be Snake Armor He-Man. Gotta love a sword that'll fire a missile. Sorry, Josh. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Pink sucks and should never be on a DVD cover. Katie, I can't believe you said that. And um, I'm really looking forward to uh, this year's Comic-Con. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with all the He-Man and She-Ra related activities going on. And uh, I know I'll be there. Hopefully, I'll see everyone. I know I'll see Katie because we're going to be rooming right next to each other. And I hope everybody has a good day. Prince Adam 23 here. Uh, Answering the the question, uh, again, only with a little bit more elaboration this time. Um, Now, for those enthusiasts, for He-Man and She-Ra's Secret of the Sword movie. Those swords were equal. So, truthfully, you really couldn't claim that She-Ra's sword was more superior until the actual series. Then she used it a lot more to 
call forth a rope or a lasso or a, uh, a flame or a force shield. Um, so, truthfully, you you could really contend that Secret of the Sword was not a very good basis for the whole whose is better, He-Man or she sorts. Now, um, if you want to say period, more than likely I would still go with She-Ra. Don't get me wrong, He-Man had his great sword. You know, he could deflect the, the lasers or he could throw it into a, uh, like a, a gap, you know, like in uh, Quest for the Sword. Or use that iron vine to toss it over the to the other side of that uh, earthquake, opening earthquake to rescue those kids. You could claim that it's a sword that can hold its own, but it doesn't even compare to Shira's sword. But He-Man really didn't need the sword anyway. He had his intelligence. He had his morals. He had his, you know. He had his individual nature, which more than made up for the powers that the sword would give him. So, can't can't really say anything else except Shira's sword is better. I look forward to the re-release of the Secret of the Sword with the best of He-Man and Shira thing. The best of Shira. Um, looking forward to see the 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 price of freedom on the, the two-disc set, and looking forward to seeing what else the, the fans decided to put in there. Really hoping to see the, the jewel and sword. That was a good episode. That was a really good episode. Again, I want to say I enjoy listening to the show. I'm glad that there's uh, an outlet for Masters of the Universe and Princess of Power enthusiasts to share their opinions and their trade, and looking forward to hearing more of your podcasts. So, <laughs> for for this, and certainly not the last time, Adam23, out. All right, thanks again to everyone who answered the question. Sorry, but She-Ra's sword won as the most powerful, 53% to He-Man's 47%. Sorry that I didn't get to read all the emails on the air, but, you know, that would take the whole episode. And let's, uh, let's real quick, let's go around the table here and see our opinions here. Katie? On this. Well, as I mentioned earlier regarding the jewel, it's very sparkly and colorful and pretty, so I really, really like that. Um, but I also agree with everyone who commented on how she can transform it into different useful items, which I think is really cool. And the communication device. Yeah, just all around, I think it's a better sword. Sorry, man. Josh? Well, I, I've got a couple of things. I'm, I'm kind of torn. I really like both swords. Um, as far as which one is the more the, the more powerful, the better of the two swords, I, I've got to go with humans for one major reason. Which is that Shira's uh, is rendu- rendered basically useless when the gem is broken, which we see in one of the episodes. And I think the weak spot sort of uh, uh, it it makes it sort of counteracts all of the the better stuff that it can do. I also was never a big fan of the the fact that the sword could basically turn into anything. Now, if it could, if it was limited, if it could turn into say a shield and uh, you know maybe one other thing. Um, I would have been a lot happier with it. The fact that she could turn it into anything, I think, was sort of a, a silly concept to start with, and leaves a lot of the episodes where you're sitting there thinking, "Oh, why doesn't she just turn her sword into whatever um, mm-hmm. to get out of a certain situation?" Yeah. And then often, you know, she doesn't. Um, so what that's sort of my my if thought. She turned it into like a cake and then ate it. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, the series would be over if she, if she said sword to, say... Sword um, to Taco Bell lunch. No, no, sword to, like, indestructible Fright Zone bubble. 
There you go. Puts it right over the Fright Zone. Indestructible. They can't get out. (laughs) Series is over. I I really like your point. I, if I had to choose, I would say sword to shield and sword to rope. Yeah. Those two. Because they were the best kind of transformation. Yeah. And those are the most acceptable. Like the the sword to boomerang and sword to helmet and sword to fire in one of the episodes. Oh, no. Okay. I like sword to fire. Oh, see, it's just ridiculous. That's just. No. Better than, you know, Fantastic Four. Flame on. <laughs> the power oh, you know, let me just throw one last uh, thing in there as well. Yes. The, I have nothing against, uh, stylistically speaking, the gem in the sword. And if that was in He-Man's sword, whatever. It's, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that from a design point of view. True, because I mean... It's, it's its weakness that bothers me. He, He-Man could even have had, you know, a more manly looking type jewel thing. Like, you know, the Thundercats have the little Thundercat eye logo thing. Yeah. And that was probably a right. little beveled out, sort of like a gem, so... You know. Right. But I love the, about- the classic swords. The, just the shape and the design of them is awesome. Katie? I was just about to say, but I think I'm wrong. Oh. That... Or, no. Yeah, I think I'm wrong. Um, that King Randor's crown, it does not have any jewels in it, does it? No, I don't, I don't think it does. Darn. But a lot of kings do, and yeah. that's masculine. That's true. So, blah. And a lot of princes wear pink uh, vests and purple tights. <laughs> <laughs> it's very royal. <laughs> what? They're laughing at me. Just making a point. So, oh, what do I have in my hands right here? Oh, we can't see. Oh, either. Of us. Oh, I forgot to turn the webcam on. Shucks. Ah, uh, probably because I'm me. sitting here. I don't even have a monitor in front I'm of my. I'm just computer. sitting here in my He-Man underwear. You know. <laughs> that is too much information. I'm sorry. That gave you a bad visual. All right. I believe this might be He-Man, season two, volume one, in my hand. You have to knock on it to find out. Yeah, it has a certain little sound, don't you think? (laughs) I don't know. Let me see if mine does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I've got the thing out of the uh, middle of it right now. Wait, here, I'm opening it. Oh, Oh, that's it. That's definitely it. It's out of the sleeve. Did you guys notice that the uh, the cover of the uh, of this particular set is made out of a slightly higher quality uh, cardboard paper I hybrid would ag- thing? I agree. It does look a bit. It does look a bit higher quality. Hmm, I had not very sturdy. Much better than the first two sets. I really like the cover. It's my favorite one so far. Is it? It's number one. Number uno. It's not. You like the yeah. orange, don't you? Yeah, that orangish yellow. It's awesome. Tubular radical. <laughs> you know, I, I'm. My guess would be that the next cover will probably have Skeletor and two of his henchmen on it. That would make sense with the pattern that they've established. So do, so do we want to take a guess? I'm saying Skeletor. Yeah, that's what evil, I was thinking. We Skeletor, should... Evil, Lin, and Beast Man. I'm going to go Skeletor, Evelyn, and Trapjaw. And that's who I would like to see on it as well. Uh, no. I'd rather see Tri... No, see, Trapjaw is on the back of this one, so I don't think he'll be on the front. Good point. I'm going with Merman. Oh, Merman. Good choice. But we all agree on Evelyn being on it. Yes, we do agree with that. That's interesting. It's totally going to be Evelyn. I can see it now. But now, he's on the spine we'll, of the I would also like to see trap, tri, uh, uh, Triclops on Yeah. On now, it. will Skeletor have his characters? arms crossed? What do you think? No. What type of pose will Skeletor have? I'm thinking hands-on hips. I'd like to see him with the... Pointing his finger with the blast coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like it's hard to... Disco move. Hard to think. All right, I'm looking at the set now. We got some, of course, lovely uh, screen captures here from different episodes, like the Rainbow Warrior, Battle Cat, Energy Beast. All right, on the DVDs themselves, we're treated to some characters. We have Man-at-Arms, Ram Man, Stratos, Triclops, Webster, and Cobra Khan. 
I love the characters that they've continued to choose for the discs. Absolutely. It's going to be really interesting to see who's in the last set, I think. Now we have two art cards. First one would be number nine of 16 is by Frank Cho. And it is of Tila being stolen by Beastman. And Orko's running scared. (laughs) It's kind of a little risque there, wouldn't you say? A tiny bit, yeah. um, Not She-Ra. Tila's got a little J-Lo going on. Right? (laughs) She's working the backside, folks. I do have to say, these two art cards are probably the best so far. Oh, yeah, as a they're set. amazing. Now, the, and on this one that you're still talking about, Beastman looks just ferocious. Yeah, I mean, this is really good. I really like it. Now, the question is, should I mention the piece de resistance? That would be Emiliano Santa Lucia's card. Number yes. 10 of 16. As we all know, he drew the Masters of the Universe comic. And we thought that was good, but hello. The new comic. The new comic, yes. yes. But look at the art card. Can you imagine Can you imagine a cartoon that would look like that? I would be all over that. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, and th- there's so many characters here. We got Sorceress, Buzz Off, uh, Titus. Um, wait, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Titus. I was going to ask you actually who that was. <laughs> He's the, the good guy. The good yeah. giant. He's yeah. Titus. Megator is the Yeah. At first I was going to say, wait, no, this is not Megator. You know what I mean? Getting them mixed yeah. up. Oops. Yeah. Um, Stratos, Cyclone, Extendar, uh, Zodak, Manny Faces, Clamp Champ, Snout Spout, Roboto, Ram Man, Gwildor. Thank you, Emiliano. Thank yes, you. Gwildor. Gwildor rules. Man at Arms, He-Man, Tila, Mechanic, Fisto... Uh, Mossman, Orko, Twistor, King Randor in toy. I think you mean costume. Twistoid. Twistoid, sorry. Um, uh, Rio Blast, and I think that's it. Oh, it's just amazing. It, if yes. I had a poster of this, I'd be happy. And I, I'm going to mention something that I mentioned to you off the air, Shadow. Uh-huh. You'll notice that a lot of these characters never appeared in the classic cartoon. Yes. And. We were talking about perhaps uh, that means that Entertainment Rights still has and still holds the cartoon um, and Entertainment Rights to, uh, no pun intended there, to the uh, original series characters. And if that's the case, that adds a lot more credence to the rumor that's been floating around about uh, Entertainment Rights trying to do more with the humanity franchises in the future. Exactly. And I welcome that because... I like the classic look. But now this is an updated, right? You'd agree, Katie, right? It's like an updated classic look. Yeah, yeah. It and is. It, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Totally. This best art card yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm predicting probably best art card overall. Fantastic. I can't stop staring at it. You guys might have to take over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I don't have that problem. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Uh, so, what about the this, content? That's yeah. Should this uh, that? yeah. Should we talk about the episodes of the documentaries first? You think? Well, since Shadow is indisposed, uh, I suppose it's up to us. So let's go with the documentaries first, since I actually have had time to watch those, and that's about it so far. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think? We've got two documentaries thought, on here. Yes. We should probably tell people what they are first. The uh, one is uh, the history of filmation, essentially, and uh, the other one is the stories of He-Man: The Master of the Universe Part Three. So, okay, go ahead. What do you think of these, Katie? I thought they were absolutely phenomenal. They gave us so much more information than I was expecting, um, especially the history of filmation. I had no idea it had been around as long as it had been, and. I didn't know when it had closed either, so all of that, and you know, who started it, and the relationships of the employees, you know, all of that, I just found absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it was an excellent, excellent documentary. I I totally agree. I loved the story about uh, them trying to get the the license to produce the Superman cartoon back in the mid-60s. 
and there was only two people. That was the entire company of Filmation, and they had to convince DC Comics that they were a a full established company. So they called up all the people that they knew, friends and family, and came them had them come down and fill up the desks. And uh, and when DC came out, there was they saw all these people and said, "Okay, you guys can do the cartoon." It, it was just that's just a great story, very funny. Absolutely, I can believe that, <laughs> and they actually pulled it off. That was amazing. Very cool. Very very cool. And the other documentary. Wait wait wait! I'm back. Oh, you're back. Yes, I'm wow. sorry. You've come out of your coma. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> I I didn't want to ruin the art card by looking at it too much. Ah, uh, yes, because you, you've got that Superman X-ray vision. That, well, you know, we were just talking about Superman. I, I don't want it to together. become. I don't want it to become old. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Every time I look at it, I want that ah. You know, uh, I see. I'm serious. Uh, I'm serious. That poster would sell like hotcakes. I'm telling you right now. Totally. Okay, maybe Matt, they'll have you know, that it... in poster form to give away at the Comic Con. How cool would that be? Please, yes. Ooh. And please set at least. 15 aside for me i'll pay for the paper <laughs> um oh, magic of filmation documentary i totally agree with you guys if only i was about what 20 years older 30 20 <laughs> 20 or 30 years older that filmation would have been an awesome place to work it made me want to watch every filmation cartoon ever produced even yes though, i totally agree even though i don't like such things as black star and i really don't like superman um, but, I've never seen the Superman cartoon, but I have Warner Warner Brothers recently uh, mentioned in an online chat over at TV shows on DVD dot com that the super filmation Superman cartoon will probably be released on DVD in the next year or so. Good. I hope they release the Batman one, too. I like their so, Batman. Um Oh. I didn't know Filmation did Batman, did they? Oh, they did a whole slew of of of. Uh, I know, I, I know, they characters. did a bunch of them, but I didn't know they did the Batman one. They did two different Batman ones. Um, they did uh, was it the Adventures of Batman and Robin, and then they also did the the new Batman Adventures that had Batgirl voiced by our own Shira's Melody Britt and uh, Batman. I did not know that. I'd love to see those. Yeah, so That's I, awesome. I'm quite happy. I have a videotape of Warner Brothers back in the '90s released a videotape of. Of some of the Batman ones, so I have those, and they used to air on them on Boomerang Very from Cartoon cool. Network. But I mean, it made me want to work at Filmation. And what what's really awesome is, is if we were about twenty or thirty years older, we probably would have been able to get a job. They were very open to new talent, which is something you do not mm-hmm. see in the industry today. That's true. You definitely sure. do not see that. So I mean, I all can right, see... Shadow, you and me, let's let's start our own animation company. What do you say? Okay, do you have about fifty million? <laughs> no. Dang. Unfortunately. I'll, I'll accept donations. Of course, neither did Filmation. What? Neither did Filmation. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> unless hey, you, come on. Unless Fantasize. You, unless you want to send the animation overseas. You know, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, Ew, bad. Anyway, I want to work I for... I can the, handle the whole audio department. I want to work for <laughs> Lou Scheimer. I do. Yeah. Me too. Oh, I want to watch that documentary again. Perhaps I will after this. <laughs> All right, the second documentary, The Stories of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Season 2, Volume 1. This was incredible as well, don't you guys think? I, I think it was better than mm-hmm. the other season-based documentaries. By far. Yeah, I think they're kind of getting... It's like they were getting into the groove a little bit more. Exactly, exactly. A little more comfortable with talking about the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were totally cool. Uh, one, yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, I just loved it. You know, like... Oh, it's just great. Um... Everyone remembers a lot of stuff, and it's just nice that they can reflect. Of course, always the downer, Paul Dini, but I, you know, what can you do? <laughs> um, one thing I do want to mention about the two documentary features, the transitions between some things where they'll use the, you know, or whatever. They'll just, just a real quick noise. There's no need for those noise. Don't quit putting sound effects on the transitions. Now, okay, I totally disagree because for me that helps me keep track of what's going on in the. the okay, now they're moving on to something else. Okay, well then they need to the do documentaries it. can can get confusing when they're uh, you know when they're cutting around too much and as it is, if I don't recognize the voice of the person uh, that they're interviewing, I have no idea who's talking. Okay, well the, then the, the only person in that entire uh, interview that I absolutely well two people that I absolutely knew who they were 
in uh, those documentaries was Lou Scheimer, uh, well, three. Lou Scheimer, Erica Scheimer, because I've met both of them, and uh, Larry Dottilio, because he's got a very, very distinctive way of speaking. Um, everyone else, no idea who was talking. So, well, uh, please leave those in. You did not know that <laughs> J. Michael Straczynski was talking about putting the horde in Origin of the Sorceress? I did not know. Well, now you know. Knowing's half now the battle. I know. That's what G.I. Joe taught me. I knew it was the writer, but I did not realize that particular writer was J. Michael's. But, but how about this, then? How about they figure out a way to do it a bit more tactfully so that it sounds better? It's just an annoyance. Just a different sound would work, I Something, think. Something, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, like in the old records or tapes, you know, when you would have to turn the page, it would have this little... Yeah, Something or like that would actually put in a whole thing from one of the episodes or like one of the sword twirls or something, you know, I, yeah, that would work. not just this little and then it's, it's it's just too short or something. And then they're flipping over to something else. I don't, I don't like this transitions that would not have gotten gotten me in an A on a, on a video editing project. <laughs> so I'm just saying. But other than that, love it. Great documentaries. Awesome, awesome documentaries. I, I, I mean, I, you just can't wait to watch another one, and there's only two on each DVD. I mean, we I could. Know, ha- I want more. I would buy a six disc set of just all the documentaries. They're that <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> but in, even by far, I still think that I, I, the magic of filmation has been the overall best documentary yet. And even though that's not specifically He-Man related, you know, filmation is is why people got interested in He-Man and She-Ra for the most part, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I think it's good that they got their due. Yeah, well, the I toy line was... was successful before the cartoon. But, but nowhere cartoon, near. Yeah, the cartoon catapulted it into, you know, a cultural phenomenon, essentially. Exactly. So, And that's what matters. Exactly. I was very interested when they were talking about how big a phenomenon He-Man was as far as how much money it made and how nothing's really compared since. I was like, yeah, that was very interesting. We do have to remember that. Yeah, they were talking about the fact that uh, the – what was it the, the one guy was saying? That uh, the cartoon and toys all-inclusive the first year brought in half a billion dollars. Yeah. And that's, that's just the first that year. That is amazing. And what I like is – oh, I, I was going to say something. Oh. Oh, yes. Especially we, we, back in 1983. Yeah, and we have to remember yeah. too, He-Man was the first, you know – Cartoon specifically made to advertise a toy line. That's after the FCC lifted a ban, right, on yeah. them to be able to do that. So I mean, it paved the way for everything else that's out there today, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, some new features that we got this time are three full episode uh, commentary tracks. Um, we have commentary tracks on the cat and the spider, which has Lou and Erica Scheimer and Larry Dottilio on it. Nope. No. Shut it up, doesn't. John. The Cat and the Spider has Larry Dottilio on it. Excuse me. Trouble yes. in Trolla uh, has... Everyone, please send another email. Nah, Shadow, shut up. You're an idiot. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm reading off of my notes. Okay. Trouble in Trolla has Lou and Erica Scheimer and Larry Dottilio on it. And then the Rainbow Warrior has Tom Cito, Tom Tataranowitz, and uh, David Teague on it. Um, I am so happy that we got commentary tracks. Absolutely. Yeah. If not from anyone else, that Larry Dottilio is giving one because he just remembers everything. Yeah, he is just awesome. Um, I mean, I, just to sit down and talk to him for a half an hour—that would just be great. One thing okay. I one thing I don't understand about the commentaries is that they are hosted slash moderated by Andy Mangles, who does the who produces the um, the documentaries, documentaries and I. I nothing i have nothing against andy at all nothing against him but i have never seen a commentary track or listened to one rather that has required a host and or moderator same here i've never heard of one Um, yeah nor i i mean andy did bring up some valid questions during the commentary tracks uh for the people to respond to but like I said, I am not used to there being the need for a host or moderator on a commentary track. I'd rather, no offense, just have Larry Dottilio sitting there and speaking like he would just watching the episode. Mm-hmm. That that would be my I- ideal situation, especially on Secret of the Sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
But, you know, I am glad we are getting commentary tracks, and by no means do I want them to stop, so... Please continue. Because <laughs> I want more. Just, just one more note on uh, on Larry Dottilio. Forget the He-Man movie that is supposedly, hopefully, possibly in the works. Forget the script written by Adam Rifkin or whatever his name is. Get Larry D to write the script for that movie. I totally agree. And it would be awesome. I totally agree. That would be sick. You know, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, we all just love Larry because whatever. I don't know. Like they, some people always have to make an excuse as to why we praise someone so much. Right. They don't understand. They just don't. I don't know if they're I don't know what's going on. Jealousy factor or they feel a different writer was much better. I have to say Larry Dottilio, just because of not only does he produce a quality product, but his personality is just awesome. Yes. How can you not, how can you help but praise, you know, Larry Dottilio? And he knows what makes Masters of the Universe work. Yes. He knows how to do it. He knows what is its strong points. He plays away from its weaknesses. He knows how to make it work. That was true in the classic. That was true in the Mike Young Productions show. He knows exactly how to make it work. And, yeah, I would have had him as um, story editor on the Mike Young Productions. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, Dean Stefan, but <laughs> I, would have, I would have put uh, um, Larry Dottilio up there. And, you know, his episodes did get basically the most praise. Um, and it's not just because we're familiar with his writing style. It's not just because he worked on the classic series. It's because, like you said, he knows He-Man and She-Ra. Yes, absolutely. He understands them. And, um, I, you know, Larry Dottilio all the way. Woohoo! <laughs> so I think we should, um, obviously, we have basically almost nothing negative to say <laughs> about right? He-Man and the Master well, Universe Season 2, Volume 1. Well, let's talk just a little bit for just a second about the episodes on this set. Yeah, no, we... that's, that's the, yes, I'm looking at them right yeah, now. Okay, are you going into that? Okay, uh, let's start about uh, Disc 1. Favorites? favorites i have to say obviously the cat and the spider yeah the cat and the spider has always been uh one of my absolute favorite episodes of the entire run mm-hmm. of mass universe um for a variety of reasons one of those being that i got actually got to experience that cartoon before anyone else in the world <laughs> so that episode um was on the cassette that they sent me with the message um, the oh, audio no for it was on that tape after the message played, and then they had that ep- the audio from that episode, and that was probably uh, probably two or three months at least before season two started to air. Nice. Oh, how cool! So, and uh, it was uh, it was very cool. So it's it's cool in that way. The story is. It plays to a lot of things that um, I enjoy in general. Um, Larry Dottilio even talks in the commentary track about influences from uh, Dungeons and Dragons and role playing and things that he was also heavily involved in back in the day. Uh, I love all that stuff. Um, I'm a role player when I get a chance and things as well. Um, so it, it plays to everything I like and always has, and it's just an awesome episode. One one thing I'll just mention, I I did think it was funny. Um, the writer of Day of the Machines, which is also on disc one, mentioned how he titled a Transformers episode the same thing, and it basically had the same plot. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was hilarious. Without realizing it, yeah. which but, was, makes but, it even funny. Haha, what came first? The He-Man episode. <laughs> of course. So sorry, Transformers fans. Shall we move on to disc two? No, hang on. I got one more thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> actually, yeah, I got two more things on disc one, actually. Um, there is a, is it Pons the Game Master? Is that the name of the one? You mean the Games Man? Oh, the Gamesman. That's right. Um, that is a uh, an interesting episode for two reasons. One is it's got a uh, device pre the other franchise called the Stargate, which uh, according to someone on the boards looks exactly like the Stargate in the Stargate franchise of movies and television series and things, which I think is interesting. And it served the same purpose. Interesting. I never so, saw Stargate, so... Um, well, basically, the Stargate in the movie and the, uh, and the television series is a, is a portal that they walk through that takes them to other places in the universe. And uh, that's exactly what this Stargate does, and apparently it looks very similar as well. 
Um, so that's interesting. And uh, oh, and that episode also, uh, in an amusing way, I am sure this is just coincidence and, there, and whatever, but I found it funny while watching it anyway, is uh, that that episode also shares some uh, amusing similarities with the uh, Harry Potter franchise as well, which, uh, of course, the life-size uh, chess set that live people take the place of the pieces in, which I thought is interesting. And the fact that uh, one of the characters, uh, Molak, I think his name is, he's like a big digging, uh, blundering, nearsighted creature in that, speaks a little bit like uh, Dobby does in the series, always adding sir to the end of half of his sentences. <laughs> yes, I know that, sir. And, you know, whatever. It's just very funny. So it was quite, uh, quite amusing. So anyway, just thought I'd mention that. And, of course, uh, this disc also has the, the first appearance of Fisto in it, which we should mention as well on the, uh, I forget the name of the episode. The episode right Fisto's after Forest, oh. yawn. Oh. <laughs> Very good uh, episode as well. Disc two? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's on the rest of the discs. Oh, so. well, okay. Uh, well, we got Origin of the Sorceress, but we'll skip that because we already talked about that in our Best of He-Man review. Since Origin of the Sorceress is better than The Problem with Power. And Except that we didn't do a Best of He-Man review. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. That That's came right. out months and months before the podcast started. But I thought we still talked about it. Well, I think we mentioned it, but we didn't do any sort of in-depth anything with it. Oh, really? Because the first episode of the podcast coincided with Season 1 Volume Oh, one. that's true. Yep. That's true. Well, then, anyway, Origin of the Sorceress rocks. You get to see She-Ra's sword and uh, Horde members. And you hear Shira music. It's and really of course, good. you get the origin of the sorceress, which yes, some which, of you may not know by the title. By the title, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How about we also got uh, To Save Skeletor on there? I thought that was always a fun episode. Yeah, it was an okay episode. That has never been one of my favorites. And well, you know, he seen it so them. many times as well. They came out with the uh, 2000 figures as well. Yeah, well, He-Man working together with Skeletor to stop Shagora. Yeah, it's a good episode. You know, I watched... I specifically threw in my set and watched The Ice Age Cometh because apparently there's skipping issues. Mine plays fine, and it's a really cool episode. I hadn't what seen it What number episode while. is that on that disc? That's the fourth episode. Fourth one. I got to yes. check that out. Ice Age make Cometh, sure you know, with Icer. I think yeah, I remember fine. the episode. I've just, I got to watch fine. it make sure mine plays. It's fine. I'm going to give a shout out to Leanne because uh, Betrayal of, Sh- of uh, Stratos on disc two as well and it's her birthday it's it's right well today that we're recording it's her birthday yes happy Folks, birthday Leanne. we're gonna we're happy gonna birthday. a little secret it's actually saturday june 10th we're recording this the day before <laughs> so so sneaky. Do all the yeah, happy birthday oh, no, leanne the secret is out leanne's partying up in avion right now <laughs> that's right right now do they drink Avion in Avion? Um, I can I actually kind of can picture him with like a wine glass in his hand. Yeah. Well, Avion's like water, but that's all right. Oh! A wine glass of water, I suppose. I'm sorry. I drink Aquafina <laughs> and yeah, Propel. Yeah, definitely time for another shadow. You're an idiot email. <laughs> <laughs> Two in one episode. What's no, up there, that, Chance? You're losing just, your touch. That'll just be hurtful, folks. <laughs> I can't okay, take everyone, it. you need to send two emails I this time. I can't take it two weeks in a row, guys. <laughs> going to start forming a complex. I'm, I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'm sensitive. Uh, wow. Oh, my. You guys, they're just, they're just trying to torture me. All right, let's go to disc three. All right. Disc three. Yeah, which, what's on this one? Um, well, you know, you got your, you know... Into the Abyss. Excellent episode. Everyone loves Into the Abyss with yep. Pookie, starring Pookie. <laughs> Tila's little love Pookie. Pookie thing. <laughs> so cute. That is a fun episode. It was also on the best of He-Man. Right? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Um, oh, we got the... Um, it was also released with the 2000 figures as well. I really liked, and I had not watched this episode probably in about five years, The Arena where Om visits, which is a big, like, ball of light 
you know, and he comes to observe the planet. But what he doesn't know is Skeletor and the trolls um, are about to attack King Randor's palace, right? So they're all fighting, and Alm gets upset. So he freezes everyone, okay? And he picks out the two most powerful people to fight against each other, right? And, of course, He-Man and Skeletor. And there's this awesome, awesome, jazzed-up, you know, music while they fight. I really enjoyed that. Very but, cool. Uh, I really liked that episode. I Seriously, I'd probably not watched it in about five, you know, five years or so. I totally forgot about it, but I really did like that. And, um, of course, the piece de resistance on this on this disc, which also includes an audio commentary track, is The Rainbow Warrior. The origin of Queen Marlena. Exactly. And, uh, written by our good friend, uh, Bob Forward, who I also rank as pretty high on writer. And he came out, he was a storyboard artist. He wasn't even a a writer at first. So that's pretty cool, don't you think? Very mm-hmm. cool. And a very, very good um, episode. The only... Uh, thing and this is by no means a criticism at all is this is a place where one of the few continuity errors uh, or inconsistencies if you like occur in the series because the name of queen marlena's ship in uh, season one is uh, something else which i've forgotten what it is now the explorer or something rainbow explorer i think it is um and they changed the name of it in this episode so they do? No, I don't think they do. Yep, they've that's been discussed many times by the fans. But well, according to the description that I'm holding in my hand, it mentions the Rainbow Explorer. Okay, well, in either case, I know oh. that the, the name of the ship One was or the different. Other. Okay, now you guys in, can email him and um, yeah, correct. No, it. I'm not an idiot though. I know <laughs> no. what I'm talking about. In no. the episode, um, I believe it's the one uh, where. Um, uh, I can't remember which one it is, but it's in right. season one. Right, we already reviewed season one. Time to go on to <laughs> yes. time to go a on. Different, time to go on. There's to a disc, different uh, name for her ship. Disc yeah. um, number four. Okay, love the title, and it has tongue lasher in it. Not tongue lasher. What am I talking about? Clawful. Stupid. Idiot. <laughs> tongue lasher didn't appear until Shira. Yeah, I know. Shadow, you're an idiot. Part Shh. three. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Listen, I made all these notes, and I wrote rather slop, sloppy. Okay. okay. <laughs> Things that go bump in the night. I'm just saying it because it has Clawful in it. I always found Clawful to be fun, like in uh, Driel's Return when they have the Horn of Evil allies, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Clawful's a great character, yeah. actually. I'm not really and feeling this. And his filmation design was so much better than the toy. Oh, I agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. I was always so disappointed in the toy. I mean, I loved the toy as a kid, too. I mean, Clawful's always been uh, high up there on my list of villains, but uh, but he, his look in the show was so much better than the toy. You can always watch, you know, Jacob and the Widgets, but I'm not a fan of the Widgets. I don't mind the Widgets so much. The Twiggets are so much more fun, though. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> That's the Twiggets Spertina. are much more annoying. That's Spertina had it going on, didn't she? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just wrong. <laughs> okay Alrighty then. disc number five before i go to the obvious choice how about journey to stone city i always like that one that's a good episode i haven't seen that in a very long time and i have not had a chance to watch all 33 episodes on this set yet but that will be uh that'll be one of the ones i definitely uh make sure to watch yeah, i was a good episode i was like i probably haven't actually seen that in about five years as well but uh i know i always liked it of course, the, the big one on, on disc five is uh, the episode titled simply Battle Cat. DC Aww. Fontana wrote that one, as I recall, who is uh, a huge uh, name in sci-fi writing. Um, and uh, I think got her start in the, on the original Star Trek series. She wrote for uh, Land of the Lost. She wrote for, I believe she wrote for the Star Trek animated series and... Pretty much every Star Trek series since. She wrote for Next Generation and D Space Nine and Voyager. and uh, I'm not sure if she wrote for Enterprise, but she probably did. And uh, excellent. Actually, one of my all-time favorite sci-fi television writers. And an excellent episode because we find out how Prince Adam and Cringer became bestest friends. And Cringer was so cute when he was a baby. <laughs> How cute Little was he? Kitty, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah, it's a very good episode. I remember loving that episode as a kid. 
whenever that one would come on. Because I, I watched T-Man every day after school for like eight years or something. <laughs> and every time that Boy, episode came on. I, you were a bit obsessive, weren't you? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure we all three of us probably were. But uh, yeah, yeah it was much. good. <laughs> so basically, I, oh my, probably the best release yet. We're speaking content-wise. We're speaking even kind of episode-wise, special feature-wise. Oh, the, the, the quality of the episodes in season two were head and shoulders above season one. Which yes. is, season one is great as well, but season two was so much better. Yes. And also there's a definite noticeable difference in the quality of the uh, recording of the audio, the, 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 uh, the dialogue and things. I think they got better equipment or were mixing um, on better tape or whatever it was. Um, but the audio is noticeably uh, better sounding in season two as well. It, so, w- it was better in the last half of season one, um, but again, noticeably better in season two. And a lot more detailed. Uh, you go into uh, Cat and the Spider Here's He-Man going through the temple, and this is where you know you start hearing the the sound of his uh, footsteps on the the temple floor, and that they they put a lot more uh, I think effort into uh, the audio in season two as well. So basically, if you guys if you have not bought any of the He-Man releases yet, we recommend that you rush out and buy season two, volume one, He-Man right and the now. Masters of the Universe. Shop around for that bargain price. If you're a little thrifty. But this is release number three. We have one more He-Man release, and we will have completed all 130 episodes of Filmation's He-Man. Actually, technically, that's release number five. Well, I'm talking... The Best Of and the Christmas Special. I don't count those as the actual (laughs) He-Man series. I'm talking to own all 130 episodes. You need to buy... Both season one releases, both season two releases. And so we're three-fourths of the way done with all of the He-Man episodes, all 130 of them. And um, She-Ra will begin on July 18th. The best of She-Ra will come out with season sets to follow. There will probably be three season box sets released for her. Two for season one and one for season two. And we should also mention that all of the He-Man DVD releases to date um, in a recent uh, press release from Navarre Corporation, they have sold almost half a million copies. And that's good. That is amazing. That's because He-Man that has the power. Amazing. And the BCI uh, announced in their uh, part of that announcement that somewhere between 65 and 75% of all of their uh, revenue for the last year has been due to the He-Man releases. Thank goodness. Which is amazing. I'm so really happy amazing. they're doing well. Wow. You that know, is great. He-Man has the power, and we thank him. We hope She-Ra does just as well, so please support that, and please support the future releases after He-Man's done. They will do The New Adventures of He-Man, which is another 65 episodes of fun from the late 80s, early 90s, and that'll probably be about two box sets as well. So you'll be able to own almost, almost everything He-Man and She-Ra related except for the Mike Young production show that sadly is not on a release date schedule yet from any company. Mattel owns the rights to those, so if you want to see the Mike Mike Young Productions He-Man show from 2002 on DVD, send those snail mail letters Put a stamp on it and tell Mattel what you want to see. Yes, That's right. And I desperately want the Mike Young Productions show. And actually, in our next episode, we will be reviewing the Mike Young Productions show. Am I correct, mm-hmm. guys? Yes. That'll be episode 18 when we can go out and vote. So And buy cigarettes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't recommend that. Yeah, well, that's I'm not... not recommending it either. I was just saying. I'm thinking of a He-Man moral. <laughs> In today's story, <laughs> In today's story, we learned not to buy cigarettes and to go buy DVDs instead. Exactly. They're much healthier, better entertainment, and probably cheaper. Exactly. Exactly. So, thanks again to everyone who sent us in a voicemail today. Thank you for everyone who called in and all those emails we got from the sword question. I'm, I was really happy at the response we got. Uh, Should we do another question? Um, well, we, we will do another question. Is that what you're asking? Should we? I think it should be Mike Young Productions related. 
Yes. Ooh, good idea. So we could do it next time, or do you want to pose the question this time? To no, I think we should yeah, pose, pose it this time. We should pose it this time. What All do you right, What do you want the question to be? Uh, let's. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Best episode. Best episode. That's an easy one. That's easy. That's great. You can send us your answer at question, Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N, at masterscast.com or go to masterscast.com and click contact us or submit your voicemail by going to masterscast.com and click submit your voice. Josh. What was the best episode of Mike Young Productions, He Man in the Master Universe slash Master Universe versus the Snakeman? Yes. We're counting all those as one big old happy series. What is the best episode? I won't tell you mine right now, so I don't want to influence you. I don't want to influence you. But um, that was great but he's fun. he's thinking it yeah. very yeah. loudly, hoping that you telepaths <laughs> will pick it up out of his brain. Yes, I am mentally sending it out to everyone. And I'm going to put it really, really quiet underneath various portions of the podcast as a subliminal message. No, no. <laughs> All right, before we wrap things up, I just want to give a shout out, a hello, good greetings, yabba dabba do to. <laughs> there is another He Man podcast out there. If you guys don't know, you should check it out. It is the Powers of Paternia contest, contest podcast. And it is uh, what's cool about it is, is it is a radio audio drama. So much like the audio cassette adventures that we reviewed a couple shows uh, back. Uh, I think that was around Christmas time we did that. Um, it's all Newsday, audio based. It was, yeah. It's all an it's an audio it's an audio show. There's a plot. You know, download the episodes. You'll be able to follow them, and you can find out all the information you want on getting those episodes at podcast.pointdread.org. And again, that's the Powers of Paternity podcast. And you know, it just goes to show. It goes to show that He Man has great fans out there. I mean, we got awesome websites devoted to He-Man. We got message boards. We have chat rooms. We have a mailing list that dates back, you know, to the to the early '90s. That's that still fans are interacting on. We have two podcasts uh, dedicated to He-Man. He-Man just has one of the greatest circles uh, of fans. He-Man and She-Ra. I you can't pick a, you know better fans. We're nice I to each agree. other. We get along. Many of us have, have been here since the, the mailing list in the early 90s and continue to con- contribute to the fandom. And that's what I say. We're all fans. You know, we do a lot of stuff for fans, by fans. So I think that's, that, that, that's what makes He-Man and She-Ra great. And that's what continues to keep them alive on the internet, etc., etc., etc. Go out and buy He-Man Season 2, Volume 1. <laughs> On TV. Good job, Shadow. <laughs> has a yellow, yellow cover. It has He Man, Tila, and Man at Arms on the cover with an orange. Great cover, cover, great cover, bossing. great, great, it, it, the best cover. I want a poster of it as well. Basically, and we're starting to see yeah. Snake Mountain on the spine. Yes, How we cool are. Did that? you notice that? We noticed that the montage on the side. We we see a little peak of that Snake Mountain. I wasn't expecting that. I was very happy. I know it's great. It's great. It's, very cool. It's going to look very cool on the shelf. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Please tune in for our next episode, which will focus on the Mike Young Productions show. Remember, let us know what you think the best episode of that show was. Thanks for listening. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Josh Lioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. And I'm Katie Carty, also known as Rainbow Bright. Okay, I think we end the show with Good Journey. And I think maybe we this usually time we can do. say it all together. Maybe. 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 All right. I'm going to say one, two, three. Good, Good journey. journey. See, Josh. Josh said it all fast again. Josh, you always do this whole Good Journey. Whereas Katie and I are like, <laughs> Good Journey. Why is that, Frosted Josh? Frosted flakes are great. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Let's all try it Josh's way real quick. Okay. One, two, three. Good, Good journey. journey. Good journey. <laughs> he did that on purpose. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did that on purpose. That was wrong. I think we're going to have to replace him, Katie. <laughs> he doesn't stick to the script. He calls me an idiot. 
He has people email me nasty things. Yes, but then who's going to do all the music for you? Um. Oh, good point. <laughs> um. Yeah, because I really don't want to have to pay for that. <laughs> you know, you do such a, the quality job for free. All right, we'll keep you around. But Katie and I will be watching you. Yes. All right. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Thanks for listening, guys. Yes. Thank you. Come back next time.